Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. These programs are based on the ministry of Witness Lee and his 21-year crowning work, The Life Study of the Bible, which focuses on the enjoyment of Christ as the divine life as revealed in the Bible. We hope that through these studies you'll be brought into a deeper enjoyment of the Scriptures and of our dear and precious Lord Jesus. You can contact us by sending email to radio at lsm.org or reach us toll-free, 888-LIFE-STUDY. Now, let's join today's program. In Colossians chapter 1, verse 25, the Apostle Paul says, Of which I became a minister according to the stewardship of God. There's much to this verse, but today on Life Study of the Bible, we'll spend our time focused intently on this one short phrase, the stewardship of God. Because to see it and understand it thoroughly is to gain an insight which can revolutionize the way in which we see and understand the entire Bible. We're very happy today. We have a new guest in the studio. Gary Evans has joined us. Gary, I'm uh, delighted we could have you with us. Thank you for coming to Life Study of the Bible. Chris, it's a privilege to be here. Well, we do have a tremendous program, I think, in store for our listeners today. We're going to see a little bit today about the Greek origin of the word. It's really a critical word in this ministry particularly, isn't it? Very much. The Greek word actually is oikonomia. And this comes from two words. Uh, It has to do very much with household or a house. And the meaning of the word derives from an old tradition among the rich people around the Mediterranean Sea. When a person was very wealthy and perhaps they even had a kind of a royal standing, then these people had what the Greek language called an oikonomia, which means a household arrangement or a household law. Or we could also say a household plan. Now, these were people who had so much wealth and a large family that they needed someone, a servant, and not just any old servant. They needed a servant of high standing who could minister all the riches of their home to all the family members, to all the needy members in their family. Now, this is not at all like my house. My house is very simple. When my teenagers come and need money for lunch or some other reason, they just come and ask me, and I get what I can out of my pocket. They get the change that's there. So my economy in my home is very simple, and I have no need of a steward. But God... He is so rich in all that he is and in all that he has done that he needs stewards who will dispense all the riches that he has for his dear ones in his household. And this is what the Bible means when it uses this term, God's oikonomia. You say oikonomia as the original Greek word, Gary, and of course probably the the most uh, easily understood transliteration of that word is economy, and that is where we get our English word economy. But there is this aspect to it of this household administration or household distribution of the goods and riches of the uh, of the householder that we're going to get into today, and this is really marvelous. Let's join Witness Lee with our first portion. For the preeminence of Christ, for the full expression of God, there is the need of a stewardship. Now, what is a stewardship? 
I have to explain in this way. This word in ancient time around Mediterranean was used in this way. It was used mainly for a big, rich, or high-rank family. And this kind of family in ancient time around Mediterranean used to have a servant, but not a low-class servant, a very qualified, highly qualified servant, which was called a steward, to take care of the family affairs, mainly to dispense all the riches of that family. Such a steward was used to uh, dispense, to distribute all the riches of that big family to all the family members. And this is a steward, and his service or his ministry is called the stewardship. And this word in Greek is the same word for economy. Either you translate into economy, or you translate into administration, or you translate into dispensation, or you translate into stewardship. It depends upon the context. So, this stewardship is just the dispensation of the wealth of that certain big family. And this dispensation is the administration of that big family. And this administration is the economy, the economy of the wealth of the riches of that big family. Now you got it. Okay. God has a big family. And his family, no doubt, is royal. And is rich. Rich especially in Christ. In Christ being the firstborn of the old creation and the firstborn of the new creation. Rich in uh, the image of the invisible God. Rich in the full expression of the triune God. Such a wealth to be dispensed to all the members of this great family. I tell you, this is the stewardship. This is the service, the ministry, the work of the apostles, especially of the Apostle Paul. Gary Witnessley was particularly burdened to have this message in this life study dealing with uh, stewardship. Uh, we talked about some of the ways this word can be translated. I looked up uh, this word in a number of good translations as I was preparing for the program today, and we do see it sometimes as administration. Uh, most often, I would say most translations, and probably the ones that our listeners are reading, it's translated as dispensation. Now, there's an aspect of dispensation that's very helpful to really get a good understanding of this word, and there's an aspect that can kind of mislead us or take us down a wrong path. In what sense is dispensation a very good understanding of this word? Well, first of all, whenever a theologian thinks of the word dispensation, probably his mind clicks into dispensational theology, uh, 
just quickly what that is, is that's dividing history, even human history, into certain ages or dispensations. And God dealt with people according to certain ways in different ages. For instance, there was the age of the law or the dispensation of the law or the age of grace or the church age or the kingdom dispensation. But that's not what we mean here. When we talk about dispensation here, this word, oikonomia, translated dispensation in some translations, has the sense of dispensing, not the sense of some age in human history wherein God deals with people according to a certain way. God wants to dispense all that he is to all the needy ones. And so here, when we read the word dispensation, the dispensation of God, we should think of God dispensing all that he is and all he has wrapped up in Christ to all the needy ones in his body. You see, God is rich and all of his riches are embodied in Christ. And what I like here, Chris, is that Colossians has the main point of showing us that Christ is all-inclusive and Christ is preeminent. In other words, Christ is all that we need. And Christ is our priority. He is the preeminent one. Christ is the number one in all the universe. And he's all that we need. And the wonderful thing here is this. Christ in his all-inclusiveness and Christ in his preeminence, God desires to dispense that Christ into all his redeemed and regenerated believers. In other words, all that he is in his divine attributes and all that he is in his human virtues, all that the Lord Jesus has attained, all that the Lord Jesus has obtained, all that the Lord Jesus has achieved, all that he is in his person and in his work, God wants to dispense into all of his people. And whatever we need, isn't Christ the answer? Do we need patience? We need Christ. Do we need power for overcoming? Christ is our power. Christ is our hope. Christ is our love. And so a steward here is a person, a servant in God's household who dispenses all that Christ is to all the members of God's household. It's a wonderful picture, isn't it? It's a wonderful picture. Yeah, we're talking about a rich householder uh, taking care of all of those included in his, you know, extended family. In those days, uh, a rich person would have uh, literally uh, tens, maybe hundreds of ones associated with his household. And he was, this steward was uh, dispensing all of the wealth, all of the riches, all of the possessions according to all of the needs. That is really what the Christian life's all about, isn't it, Gary? It's about dispensing. And it's a wonderful view here that our God is a dispensing God. Chris, I wonder if you know this. I like to ask people this. What is the greatest economic achievement that Eisenhower accomplished as president? You tell us. Okay. Dwight Eisenhower is best known. His number one accomplishment for the economy of America was to establish the interstate system. And this road network, without traffic lights, scattered across the whole United States, is considered perhaps the biggest boon to the U.S. economy in the 20th century. And that is because it helped dispense the riches of America from where they were produced 
to the needy ones. This is a picture of the stewardship. Our God is so wealthy, wealthy especially in himself. But he wants all that he is and all that he has done to be dispensed to all his needy ones. Hence, there's the need of the stewards to bring the riches of God to all the needy ones. Wow. Gary, in this short portion of verse 25, which we've been looking at today, let me read it again, of which I became a minister according to the stewardship of God. We see that the ministry in the New Testament is now connected to this matter of stewardship. I think this will surprise a lot of our listeners. Let's go back to Witness Lee. Such a rich Christ, such an all-inclusive Christ, such a preeminent Christ, and this Christ needs stewardship, needs a dispensing ministry to distribute, to uh, dispense all the riches to all the members. This is the stewardship. Actually, I must tell you, the stewardship is just the ministry in the New Testament. The ministry. And this the ministry includes all ministries. Regards how preeminent, how all inclusive Christ is, if there's no stewardship, all the riches of Christ would be hard to be ministered to the needy ones. So, in between the rich Christ and the needy ones, there is the need of a stewardship. I tell you, brothers, listen to this. Eventually, every member of the Lord's body must be a part of the stewardship. All of us, all of us, we all are in the stewardship. Hallelujah. There is such a thing that is called the stewardship between all the needy saints and the rich Christ. Between all the riches of Christ and all the needs of the saints, there is the need of a stewardship. In doing everything, we must get ourselves filled with Christ. We are ready with some riches of Christ to serve. Then what? Then by our serve, we minister Christ to others. This is what? This is distinguishing. Gary, when we use the word ministry or minister, I think most people immediately get a kind of image uh, in their mind of what they associate with this term. But from the New Testament, the word minister has everything to do with this matter of the stewardship, the economy, the dispensing, doesn't it? In fact, even Peter, in 1 Peter 4.10, he says that we should minister as good stewards of the varied grace of God. In fact, a real ministry is a stewardship. And if we could understand ministry or being a minister as being a steward, that would revolutionize our Christian service. You know, if you ask a hundred people, what's a minister? You'll get a hundred wrong answers. Most people will give you some answer, such as a minister's a professional Christian, a, a clergyman, some type of Christian worker, someone trained in a seminary, a cleric. If you were to say, I am a minister, 
people will think, oh, you conduct worship services or perform weddings and funerals and visit sick people and counsel people. But in the New Testament, when Paul said that he was a minister and when Peter charged us to minister, what they meant was to be a steward, to dispense the riches of Christ. In fact, the Greek word for minister means one who serves. That's just like in the old days we would call the flight attendants stewardesses. And their job was to dispense Coca-Cola, to dispense blankets, a magazine, a pillow, whatever you needed to help you on your journey. And likewise, when Paul said that he was a minister of Christ, he meant that he was a dispenser of Christ. He served like a waiter. He served Christ to people. And we had this view. Our idea of having a ministry would be very much revolutionized. We'd realize that whatever we do in our Christian activity, whatever we do in our Christian service, should primarily be a dispensing of Christ. And right away, that puts the responsibility on us to every morning be filled with the riches of Christ, to every morning become a person saturated with the Lord. Then we have something to impart to others. A minister is an imparter. A minister is an infuser. A minister is, simply put, a dispenser, a steward. Hmm. Gary, I appreciate how you put that into a context where it didn't reserve this uh, this function for a special class. He made a point right at the end of his speaking, and you reinforced it, that this ministry is really not for just a special group. This is for all of uh, the members of the body of Christ, isn't it? Well, this is why I'm so privileged to be on this program, because you emphasize here the life study of Witness Lee. In my study of church history, the Lord has given many gifts to his body, and in every century there are many gifts. But also in every century there are a few particular gifts to the body. And I strongly believe that in the 20th century, Watchman Nee and Witness Lee were particular gifts to the body of Christ. And what they did in their ministry was to raise up everyone, every member of the body, to do the work of the ministry. They believed that every member, no matter whether they were one-talented, two-talented, or five-talented, every member of the body could dispense Christ in order to build up the church. They taught that every believer can dispense Christ, every believer should dispense Christ, and every believer must dispense Christ so that God's purpose can be fulfilled and his body can be built up. There's the need of connectors. You have the rich God, you have the needy world. You have the rich God, and you have the needy members in his body. There's the great need today for all of us to be connectors, to be stewards, to make a connection between the riches of God the Father in Christ to all the needy ones in the body of Christ and in the world. Gary, uh, we took just the first half of this verse and looked at it today. Uh, In our final section, we're going to listen to Witness Lee, put it more into context. Let me go back and read verse 24 with the rest of verse 25, and that's going to introduce really the topic we'll spend the next two days, the next two programs covering on on this life study of Colossians. Okay, verse 24 says, Now I rejoice in my sufferings on your behalf and fill up on my part that which is lacking of the afflictions of Christ in my flesh for his body, which is the church, of which I became a minister 
according to the stewardship of God, which was given to me for you to complete the word of God. <laughs> Gary, there is so much in these two verses. Uh, it's impossible to cover it in the few minutes we have left, but let's uh, listen to Witness Lee at least introduce these next two points. This message, the stewardship of God, has two aspects. Number one, there's two words, sufferings. And number two, this two words, being a minister to complete the word of God. Regardless what can serve us in the church, we must be ready to suffer something. The proper stewardship could only be carried out by our suffering. This is for the building up of the body of Christ. Then, to complete the word of God. You shouldn't think Paul was the only person to complete the word. You must be one to complete the word. What does it mean to complete the word? You know, before Paul came out to be a minister, God's divine revelation was given in the Old Testament. And no doubt, it was also given through the Lord Jesus on this earth, which is recorded as what we have in the four Gospels. And also, some part of the Acts should be there. But, the divine revelation to Paul's time was not complete. Until Paul wrote all these pieces concerning Christ as the mystery of God and concerning the church as the mystery of Christ. Until these writings came out, the divine revelation was not complete. But the divine revelations was completed by Paul writing all these epistles, especially this fall. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, and Colossians. But these writings concerning Christ and the church, the two big mysteries, the mystery of God and the mystery of Christ, by these, I tell you, the divine revelation is complete. Now, you all have to realize in this way. If today you don't minister the riches of Christ to others. I tell you, the divine revelation is liking something. The divine revelation by itself is not liking. It's there, completed. But in practice, it is liking. Why? Because you don't do your part in this worship. There is a liking. So, we all need to do our part to complete God's revelation, to complete the Word of God. Well, Gary, we have about 35 seconds. Can you uh, summarize a little bit about what it is on our part to fill up what is lacking? The principle in this verse is that Paul did his part to complete the revelation of God.
Likewise, we believers today have a part, not in completing the written word of God. That's done. It's finished, and we shouldn't add anything past the book of Revelation. But we do have our part to speak the riches of the word of God. If you look in the Dark Ages, they had the completed divine revelation. They had the complete Bible. What was lacking was stewards. They did not have people who were dispensing the riches of the word of God, and hence the building up of the body of Christ was frustrated. God's call today in our age is for all of us members of the body of Christ, every one of us, to rise up, to be filled with the riches of Christ, and then to dispense the riches of Christ as revealed in the word, to do our part to complete the word of God, to build up the body of Christ. Gary, we uh, had to cover this so quickly. Let me just point our listeners to what's ahead. Two things were mentioned in this last portion, this matter of filling up that which is lacking of the afflictions of Christ for his body, which is the church. We'll touch that on tomorrow's program. Following that, we'll come back to this last portion about completing the word of God. Uh, So we don't want to touch these things in a light and quick way. It was a good introduction today, but we'll have two programs devoted specifically to these two big topics, so we hope everyone can join us for those. Okay, that's it. We are out of time. Let me leave you with our toll-free number and our invitation for you to contact us. It's 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3788. Gary, thanks again. For Gary Evans, this is Chris Wilde, and thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this program. For more information on Witness Lee and Watchman Nee, please visit our website, lsm.org. Again, that's lsm.org. Thanks for listening today.